The views and opinions expressed by the guests on the following program do not necessarily represent those of Mark Radio, The Shepherd, or its advertisers. The Crossman Conversation is hosted by John Crossman. John's heart is to see our community of leaders unite around what we have in common. John will be joined by political leaders, religious leaders, as well as activists making a difference in our nation. Here is your host for the Crossman Conversation, John Crossman. Hello, this is John Crossman, and welcome to the Crossman Conversation. Mike, how are you, sir? Hey, I'm doing well. Quick story for you. Um, you know, i uh, obviously a fan of the media, um, and then not a fan of the media. I don't know if you know that, but like... You know, I, I really want to be somebody that's like listening to news and diving into it, but it, it's hard today. Is that it correct? It is hard today. Yeah. It's really hard. A lot of opinions. Yeah. No. Yeah. And then like where people get news and like I, sometimes people will talk to me and I'm like, I don't know where they're getting that information. And then I'm reading stuff and I'm like, is this right? You know? And so it's really made me, you know, question sometimes like, gosh, can I trust the media? How do I trust the media? What, what do I do with that? And, um, you know, uh, when I have big problems, you know where I go. JC, JC, JC Derek is here today. Oh man! And yeah. so, your, your intros just go get further and further over the top. My no, friend. no, no, they're good. <laughs> JC, thanks for being here. And the last time you were on, you were talking about like kind of warning signs uh, with media. Yeah, now, it was very helpful. Like, uh, good. You had one of the things on there. It's like when uh, people in media don't quote their sources. Like, you know, it'd be one thing if like this person's undercover in the Gaza Strip, you know, right. like But when people just say, "Hey, I know somebody that said something," so right. you know, I've reflected on that a lot, and I actually somebody in my own personal life like said something and that, and they wouldn't say who said and I was like <laughs> yeah I don't trust that person you know so right. so that was helpful but but today you're back and you're really talking about recommendations you're talking yes. about like these are the the, the positive ones so uh, JC am I just sort of going into that like talking about the media these are good things we're looking for that are positive signs and and hopefully building more trust and confidence in the media absolutely I, and and a lot of this really starts with the individual the consumer um, I believe that a lot of the issues we have with the media is is a response to the reactions people get from from their audiences. You know, I mean, these are these are businesses, um, and so you know, they they when when audiences reward them for certain behavior, they keep doing it. And so I think a lot of this requires self reflection. One example of that, just in the local news business that I'm in, is so people will complain about how much crime coverage there is. But guess which stories are guaranteed to get a bunch of clicks? It's the crime, <laughs> the crime right? stories. Yeah, you know? right, right. So, so I think it, it people have to realize that it's not just the media isn't just over there as someone else. They're actually kind of a part of that ecosystem. They're part of that process. Mm-hmm. And so they have to reflect on how they're feeding into what they get back out. You know, we uh, we talk about in uh, my industry, in the shopping center, industry, real estate industries, uh, you vote with your dollars. And mm-hmm. so I always tell people like, if you love local businesses, like shop there, you know, you know, you know, eat there, that kind of thing. And yes. if you're like, oh, we short local businesses, but you're always buying stuff on Amazon and yep. shipping in. So you vote with your dollars. And it sounds like that's true as well. Like, yes. And so like what you're clicking on, like what you're Googling, what you're searching for, where you're going to, like that does influence it. And, and you know, Absolutely. sometimes good stories go viral. Yes. Sometimes. Oh, of course. Of course. Yeah. yeah. And so, but, but we all know there, you know, we've seen those stories that are nothing but clickbait just to get you to click on it. And then it's a, a disappointment, you gotcha. know, and uh, if outlets are doing that to you, you need to find some different outlets because, uh, you know, we need, we need news that is responsible. It's upfront and honest and all that. So um, on to the recommendations. Uh, the first one is just think before you consume. And this may seem obvious, but I I think a lot of us just kind of get swept along by the currents around us, what our friends are talking about, 
um, you know, what, what cable news channel is available and, uh, you know, what we, what we like, not necessarily maybe what, what, what's best, you know, things that feed us, uh, feed into our biases. You know, there's just, there's a lot of things, but I think just taking a minute to stop and think about, you know, what are, what are my new, my news habits and, um, you know, have I considered why I consume news the way I do, you know, um, do my news consumption habits leave me feeling anxious and angry? You know, that, I think that's a great question. What's the effect that this news consumption is having on me? And if that's the case, then I would say maybe it's time to reevaluate. That's really a good point. And so say that again. So you think before you consume. Is that what yes. you said? Yes. And so, uh, you know, listen, if we, uh, if, if we, if we go grocery shopping while we're hungry, right, mm-hmm. we may make some bad decisions, yep. right? But if we have a little healthy snack before we go in there and we're not super hungry, but we're able to be thoughtful about what we're looking at. Yes. And to your point, like if you've had a bad day at work and something's bothering you and then you sort of go into your news cycle, that that could influence what you're looking at and how you view it. Did mm-hmm. I get that right? Yeah. No, I, I think absolutely. Um, another, just to carry that grocery store uh, analogy further, would be like, it's also the difference between just going around and trolling up and down the aisles, to see what's available. You know, what, how much, how much stuff are you going to end up with in your cart that you maybe you didn't need or wasn't well planned as opposed to coming up with a meal plan and going in and say, okay, I need these things to feed my family for this next seven days or whatever the case may be. Right. You know, it's just a little bit of planning can go so far and do so much good. Um, in, in the media, I, I think sometimes people just, you know, go to their favorite site. They, they turn on cable news and just kind of, well, watch for a couple hours, kind of see what's happening, you know, and it's like you're, you're completely um, at, at the, the mercy of whatever's happening. You're just kind of blown about by the winds of whatever people are talking about, as opposed to where am I going to go thoughtfully to get get the basics of what I need to know and then move on with my life? Yeah, it's funny is uh, one of my jokes I've said in my friends is like, uh, you know, the the one media that I trust and read regularly is uh, the Osceola, which is the FSU sports uh-huh. you know, like news thing, <laughs> which, you know, it's a joke. It's ridiculous because it's like obviously completely biased and whatever. Right. But when I when I view, um, you know, my favorite sports team, it's like I just love them, want to see them win. And I, I'm biased. I know I'm biased. And I'm, yeah. not, I'm, I'm reading for the enjoyment of, you know, the history I have with the program. Not that I'm trying to have like, like if somebody came to me and said, Hey John, we want your advice on who's going to win a game. Like, yeah, don't ask me. I have no good opinion on that. Right. 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 But I know that. Right. Right. Um, but man, if you're reading regular media that way mm-hmm. and you're, you're just getting affirmed of a, whatever belief system you have. Absolutely. Yeah. It's super, super dangerous. And it's very seductive. I mean, we all want to be in our little cocoon that doesn't challenge any of our, any of our preconceived notions. Like, yep, that's the way it is. You know, that side's evil. That side's good. You right. know, it's very simple. You yeah. Know? That's Luke Skywalker. That's Darth Vader. But then we find out his father and son, and it messes us all up. Absolutely. Right? And it's uh, when we go deeper into stuff, it's it's more complicated, and then that takes a bit more work. But it's healthy, right? I mean, it's healthy to it, kind of challenge it. And by the way, yes, it's how we get better. It's it how we is. get better as a society. It's how our churches get better. It's how our schools get better. Absolutely. You know. Absolutely. You know, being exposed to ideas that challenge our preconceived notions. I mean, one this, this is kind of random, but just what you were talking about there reminds me of a, an interview I did with um, at the time a freshman senator named Ben Sass. He's now the president at, at UF. Yeah. But this was back uh, 2016, I think, when I interviewed him. And we were talking about sort of some of his preconceived notions and what he's found different about uh, Congress and Washington, D.C. than he than he thought previously. One thing he cited was, you know, he came in thinking that we're just blowing all this money on uh, foreign aid. And when he was exposed to the facts and a, a different set of facts than he thought, you know, it was like, oh, actually, it's very tiny part of the budget. 
and it actually really helps us get good outcomes. And he's that was an example of something that his view was changed because he was exposed to um, a, a different set of, of beliefs and information than he would have been exposed to otherwise. You know what it is for me on that on that same kind of continuum is um, on issues with historically black colleges, which you know I'm very passionate about. Mm-hmm. Well, here's the deal, uh, listeners. Uh, we need supports from Republicans, Democrats. We need both. Mm-hmm. And, you know, having healthy historically black colleges is good for the overall economy. It's good for everybody. It's a win, win, win. And so, um, you know, President Trump, Trump support HBCUs, Governor DeSantis does, uh, Marco Rubio, Rick Scott, all of them have. And a lot of Democratic leaders in the same thing. Right. And so President Biden does. I mean, you can go through the whole, the whole list. Uh, they both do. And we need both because we need both resources. And then I'll meet people on both sides of the aisle that will argue with me. They'll argue with me. And I'm like, guys, you can't, it's like our military. Like there are certain issues that like you live with both sides supporting. And there's, I mean, obviously there's there's hundreds of issues I might imagine like that. And so people have to take a step back and not be so, if, if, if somebody's worldview with black colleges is like, uh, the Republicans are bad and Democrats are good. Uh, they, they can't, you, you, you can't function like right. you had university system has to have support for both. Yeah, right. That doesn't absolutely. mean you can't debate little policy, absolutely. Little, but policy issues, but you have to both. Uh, so that was one. So what, what's the next one? So number two is measure your news consumption. So I actually encourage people to just spend a couple of weeks, um, keeping a journal of, of what kind of news did I consume when, how much, what were the outlets? And then just kind of look at that and see what, what does it look like? Um, and it may be that you're like, oh, this is, it's all a certain type of media. Maybe I should kind of expand the scope of that. It might be a time thing, you know, is this the best use of my, of my hours, you know, compare it to how much time you're spending with your family or your faith community, whatever's most important to you. And then, you know, ask, you know, is this, is this proportional? Is this the amount of time I I should be spending with this? Or am I just kind of, you know, flipping on the radio and just listening for hours on end because I don't have anything else to do and I'm bored. That's interesting, JC. It's funny when you said that, I thought. For some people, maybe they should give up uh, news for Lent. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. Like, that might be a good thing. And I'm serious. Like, I know. Absolutely. Because some people are such yeah. news junkies, just like, you know, taking a break from it and and just sort of seeing how yeah. that impacts their lives. And like, they might be happier. You totally. Know? It's important to stay informed. But I would argue that, uh, you know, many folks in our, and this is funny coming from someone who's in the news business, but I think many people in our society are, are just completely... Uh, overfed with news. You know, it's, it goes way beyond what's helpful. Uh, we're going to take a break in a second, but listen to this. This is a hundred percent true story. I think I've told you this privately. I had a little season in my life where um, I listened to XM radio all the time. Mm-hmm. I, I don't even have it anymore because you know what I listen to? The Shepherd and Mark Media is uh-huh. all I listen to now. <laughs> um, but I, I took a season in my life where I, I put it on the most liberal radio station I could find. Mm-hmm. And every time I got in a car, that's what I played. Mm-hmm. And then I went to the next season of my life and I found the most conservative and listened to that. And, you know, b- both of them really had tone was pretty offensive to me. Like even when I agreed with what's being said, the tone was offensive. But it gave me insight of like, oh, my gosh, like there are people that I, I think I would like as a human, but they disagree. We disagree, but we could probably work it out. Right. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so, but it helped me really, really strongly to understand about these different perspectives. Um, hey, we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to come back and keep going through your list. JC, Derek, thanks for being here. Be right back in the Crossman Conversation. As the largest property tax practice in North America, Ryan's professionals possess the local footprint and knowledge backed by a team with national expertise to help organizations minimize their property tax liabilities and ensure valuations are fair and accurate. 
With the Florida tax appeal deadlines approaching rapidly, local experts at Ryan work proactively with many jurisdictions across Florida well in advance of the August trim notice mailing to ensure our clients receive maximum tax savings. Guys, I use Ryan, and I hope you will too. Crossmock Services is a commercial real estate firm offering a wide range of professional services, including advisory, brokerage and leasing, investing, and property management. Our staff comprises the industry's most seasoned professionals who possess the needed knowledge in real estate investments, analysis, and portfolio management to drive growth. See how Crossmark can work for you. That's CrossmarkServices.com. I'd like to thank Maynard Cooper and Gale PC for being a sponsor of our program. Maynard is a full-service law firm with over 350 attorneys and 14 offices nationally who serve with professional excellence in everything from corporate and business matters to day-to-day legal issues. The office in Central Florida focuses its practice in real estate, corporate transactions and organization, banking and finance, along with trust and estates. To learn more, visit MaynardCooper.com. This is John Crossman, and I work with a lot of vendors in the commercial real estate industry. And I got to tell you, one of my favorite ones ever is my friends over at Construction Unlimited, Florida's premier roofing company, and they bridge the craftsmanship with the pinnacle of innovation. They're just one of the best groups because of the trust, the expertise, the quality, and my favorite part, they're really committed to the community. When you're thinking about roofing construction needs, keep Construction Unlimited at the top of your list. Once again, here is John Crossman. And we are back here with J.C. Derrick, who's giving us the seven reasons why we should listen to media and believe everything they say. Anytime we read or hear anything, we always know it's true and believe it, right? That's uh, not quite. Not, not, quite. Oh, not yeah. quite. You're, you're going to tweak qu- that a little bit. We got some recommendations, but yeah. Your recommendations. I, I, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> right. You're a media guy. I know. You're a news guy. You know, uh-huh. I know we love those airtight, you know, um, summary statements but the the world has a lot of gray in it whether we like it or not so you uh you did the first two and the first one was think before you consume which i loved mm-hmm. um we talked about like thinking about going grocery shopping and when you have a little food in you so you're not overly hungry and the second one was uh measure your news consumption which i think is really great and i look i think any of us uh on a spectrum could have addiction issues and get too overly into something you know what's funny is like i have things in my life like i love star wars movies i love the tv show the office and I'm like, gosh, I'm a big fan. And then if you like research it, I'm not a big fan. There are people that go, you know, what was uh, so-and-so's locker number in episode four? <laughs> you know, like that kind of like, what? <laughs> you know, and so I think the same thing could happen in media where people can just go way, way, way too far and not taking a step back and dealing with, you know, reality. And of course, my subset on that too is that even if you have a belief system, uh, keeping your tone mindful Right. Yes. And and being open from different perspectives. You know, all of us have different backgrounds, different truths, different, you know, um, where we grew up and and our own worldview. Right. And um, two people can look at something, you know, the same thing. I always it's what's the old story about it's the seven blind priest and they're all touching an elephant. Yes. I, always, I love that yes. one. Like, <laughs> one was like, it's like a spear. It's like a rope. It's like, a, you know, like a wall. And that's that's a reality of life. So absolutely. Oh, with that, JC, go ahead. What's the third one you had on your list? Well, the third one is kind of related to the the last one, um, but it's limit your news consumption. And I say that just in terms of regardless of where you are in the spectrum, uh, you know, it, it, 
we need to make sure that there are limits and, and it's not just, you know, as much as I can cram in or every bit of spare time, you know, some people scroll through social media, uh, which can be an element of this, but other people will just like leave, leave, you know, talk radio or cable news or whatever going all the time. And it's like, whoa, let's, let's dial that back and, you know, have a limit to what we're consuming. Um, as I said, staying up to date is one thing. Uh, being an addict is another. And I, I totally believe that news consumption and, uh, and, uh, News consumption and, and opinion and those types of things can definitely be a, a, an addiction that really is never ending. There's so much content out there. You've got to make sure that you, you've got some boundaries for yourself. Well, and, and, you know, you and I have uh, different points in life, but both had young children. And, and when you have a young child and you're up at 3 a.m. and you turn on the TV, it's not literal 24-hour news cycle, right? It's not like if you turn on the news at 3 a.m., it's like, oh, here's a new news story from uh, <laughs> Bangladesh that's no. breaking. You know what I mean? Like, you know, and so if you do that, you're getting a lot of the repeat of stories where it's Absolutely. like over the top. And then it also it can it can disturb your brain as far as like what's actually happening versus what's yeah. not. Like, you know, it's like... Um, you know, I remember like going to Chicago and telling some friends of mine that I was taking my family on a trip to Chicago. Like, oh my gosh, I hope you don't get murdered. You know, mm-hmm. and then we went to Chicago and had like the best trip ever. And you're right. like, bro, what right. are you talking about? Right. Right. And so uh, there's that. Uh, the other thing I'll tell you is this is a true story, but I had a, a relative of mine that that uh, retired and then he kind of just like got up every morning, had a cup of coffee, turned on Fox News and had it on all day long. Right. And at some point in time, he developed dementia and then passed away. And I really felt like him, like not having human involvement, not getting up and going for a walk, not going to the grocery store, not, not, you know, just being locked in was mm-hmm. not good for his brain. It right. was just like on rinse and repeat right. and not really, you know, challenging himself. I, th- I think it actually, I don't want somebody to interpret what I'm saying. It's like watching Fox News is going to cause your brain to go bad. <laughs> what I'm saying is it's like not doing anything but watching one news channel. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, it, like, it, it's like you watch game shows all day long or something. But it could be MSNBC that someone's watching. I mean, yeah. the, the channel isn't, was, but, but we have to understand that their whole game is to keep you, keep you engaged. Hey, we got breaking news coming up at the top of the hour. You know, like, well, if it's breaking, why aren't you telling me now? You know, but, but the whole idea is to get you, get you, keep you coming back to the other side of that next break. And generally, as I said earlier, you know, it's the fear and the anxiousness that, that they're, they're building in people that gets people coming back and they know it. Yeah. There's a, there was an old comedy bit that was like a fake newscaster guy. guy. He's like, the earth is on a collision course for the sun. Details at 11. What? Precisely. Well, you know, another one, JC, I, I listen, I was listening to a, a, a program and actually it's on, I was on the shepherd and, and the people were talking about uh, pro-life issues and I happen to personally be pro-life. But when they were talking, they were talking about the lack of, you know, trust, you know, they had with some media, whatever. And I was thinking, and while I agreed with them, you know, on a lot of things, I kind of wanted to grab them and be like, guys, like, I know why they don't trust you, right? Like, there's a break in trust on both sides. Mm -hmm. And if we don't start having some more kindness, right, like in some more middle ground, how are we really ever going to get there in some of these tough issues, right? Like you don't have to spend your life being like, that's my enemy. No, no, they're not right. Like we all, we all go to Chick-fil-A. <laughs> we all like watch sports together. Like we right. can find more places, you know, we go to the same hospitals, you know, we can find more space when we're more open to those things. Right. Yeah. And I think part of that, not demonizing our opponents is also relates to accurately representing their position. Mm-hmm. You know, so often in this polarizing atmosphere we're in people you know sort of pick the worst of what somebody has to say or their belief system or sort of make a caricature out of them as opposed to the most generous 
interpretation of what they believe or you know what they've said in the can, past. Can I jump in on that? Yeah. So, so an example of that would be is like, I have great compassion for marginalized communities, right? Mm-hmm. And so that comes from my faith. And I happen to believe that the best way to help marginalized communities is through a conservative lens and worldview and, mm-hmm. and that policy. I have friends and family members who feel the same way and they feel that it's more through democratic, you know, policies that are helpful. Right. We are both wanting the same thing. Absolutely. Right. Our hearts yeah. are aligned, our policy, but we can we can have a healthy conversation. It's like someone saying they're a Democrat and like, well, they must hate this country. Come on, man. That's right. not fair. Or somebody's Republican, well, they must be a racist. Come on, man. Like, right. no, no, right. that's not okay. Right. Yeah. And yeah. so that there's more space in there, and right. That's exactly what. The, yeah, that's a great example. Another one that I think about is how you know f- folks on the right, um, you know, will say, "Well, just because I, I support Donald Trump or I have a MAGA hat on, doesn't mean that I support everything he does, you know, or says, you know, on social media." We we get that nuance. Um, you know, that's that's what they're they're passionate about. That like, just because I voted for him doesn't mean that I, I support everything he he does or says. Uh, well. But then you talk about a thing like like Black Lives Matter, and it's like they'll just sort of whole wholesale dismiss it because you know if you go on their website, they believe some some pretty fringe things in terms of mm-hmm. uh, you know some of the Marxist ideology and stuff that's behind it. There's no nuance given to the other side, but they give it to themselves. the The opposite is also true. Oh sure. You know, whereas from the left, it's like well, Black Lives Matter. Of course they matter. You know, we would all believe that. You know, so that you know they're they're looking at more of the, the they see the nuance and like just because I believe Black Lives Matter, I, that doesn't mean I believe everything that's on the organization's website. Right. You know, it, but then they'll have less charity looking over at somebody wearing a MAGA hat. Oh, well, there's a racist, you know? So it's like, guys, we, we, we've got to stop just assuming the absolute worst about someone who, who's coming from a different perspective. Uh, I, I love that. Cause like with black lives matters, like there's the concept, like, you know, if you do research on that, like there is absolutely evidence that historically in our nation, um, their lives have not mattered as much. And so when people are saying that you're like, okay, let's take a deep dive in that. And then let's find solutions to it. And there are good solutions to that. That's totally different than the organization. That's not an endorsement of the organization. That's a, that's a it's the concept that we're trying to talk about. And you know, that's the same thing is also true when you're talking about with Trump. Like, look, you know, if you go to somebody and they're like a 98% mismatch with Biden, right? And then you're like, well, you shouldn't vote for Trump. He's racist. But I should vote 90% in disagreement with my own belief systems. Right. That doesn't mean that, right? And right. so, again, you got to have to come back to this deeper conversation and that's where it's like, guys, if you're running for office, maybe move towards the middle. <laughs> maybe move a candidate that, you know, if it gets closer to a 50-50 kind of thing, they, they can they can do that. Well, and, and on that note, let me just add that th- that was another note I had here along with this idea of limiting your news consumption is just remembering that the media, especially TV news, and I'll get more to them later, but uh, they thrive on conflict and the extremes. I mean, if you think about it, they love going and talking about the extremes right and left in Congress, you know, not not the the middle portion where most of the work is done, but like the extremes who are throwing bombs, you know, the backbenchers, you know. I, you know, it's funny to me. I, one of the most common things I have is somebody will say to me is like, "Well, you know, such and such, they're racist," and I'm like, "Who's racist?" Well, Congress. Who? Like, do you know? Like, tell me somebody in your life that you know is racist. Are your friends racist? Oh no, my friends are racist. Your family racist? No, no, no. Who? Name them. You know. You know what I mean? Like, like. Again, stop taking it from a philosophical big picture, but like try to think about in your own world 
And then if you know somebody that you think is truly racist, well, then how can we influence and educate that person, right? Mm-hmm. Instead of just these broad statements. Um, we're actually going to be kind of end of our show here for just okay. a couple of minutes. But do you have like a wrap up thought just like on those first three? So the think before you consume, the measure consumption and limit your news. Any yeah. other th- big thoughts on that? Well, I mean, the, the the other big thought is just to be intentional. I mean, I think that's the, that's what we're really talking about here is know why you're doing what you're doing and measure it. You know, just be thoughtful about your your approach to news. People are going to come down to different places, but but think about it. Give it the the, the thought it deserves. Yeah, I you know it's I guess what you, part of what you're saying is that like it's like if you go to church you know every single Sunday and you never ever feel challenged, like you just feel like affirmed in what you already are. That, that's probably not the best place for you spiritually. I'm not telling you to like leave that church. I'm just saying you need to maybe spend some time in that. If you watch news and all the news consumption just makes you go, yep, I'm good. Like that's probably not the best place for you. And so I, I would encourage people to do what I did, which is just watch something that's the exact opposite, right? Just to, just to mix it up. I've told you this before, but for a long time in my life, I, I watched Fox News um, on TV and looked at CNN's website. And that was my sort of policy because I was always just trying to have a different viewpoint, different viewpoint. You know, I've totally mixed that all up now. But as a policy, I think that was a good one. Absolutely. That, that's what I was going to say, too, is, you know, we've said this before. We said this on the, in our last conversation, but just avoiding echo chambers, I think, is, is really important. That's awesome. Well, JC, part one down. You have to come back for part two. Sounds uh, great. It's been I look really, really helpful. It. So, JC, Derek, thanks for being here with us today. Uh, this is the Crossman Conversation. And as always, support your local HBCU. This has been Crossman Conversation, produced by a Crossman Career Builders Mark Radio Production.